Today, I'm super excited to have with me Mac Atram. He is the founder and CEO of Mindspace Coaching, and he's joining us all the way from the wonderful world of the United Kingdom. Thank you, Mac, for being here. As we dive into this conversation, I want you to know something about Mac. He is one of the leading business growth experts, and he's a sought-after business coach and trainer for entrepreneurs. Mac's coaching experience has helped countless business owners rapidly increase their sales and revenues from 20% to 200% in just a few months, as well as he helps implement better processes and help them build winning teams. He's also a an entrepreneur who's developed and sold several profitable companies. In addition, he's a multi-award-winning business coach and author. He also has 30 years of experience in the world of martial arts, which is going to be something I want to dig into today. What that means is he brings a level of tenacity and discipline to the way that he has developed his skills in his personal life in that world to bring it into the business life. He now teaches others how to help them earn millions for themselves and their clients. He's now trained and coached over 100,000 business owners and individuals from all over the world in more than 30 countries. This is the MindShift Podcast, where we share real stories, real strategies that will help you find real success. This is the place to hear from people just like you who have taken their ideas, goals, and dreams from a point of inspiration to realization, or when life knocked them down, from a point of breakdown to breakthrough. I'm your host, Daryl Evans. Let's get started with today's episode. Mac, my friend, welcome to the MindShift Podcast. Hey, Daryl, my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on this show. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I'm going to go a different direction. Tell us about martial arts. How does how did martial arts enter your world? Well, um, that's a great question. You know, as I was listening to you, I thought, wow, actually, uh, my team has sent that to you. But it's actually 40 years of martial arts. Uh, yeah, 40 years of martial arts practice. Today, I'm a sixth dan black belt in the taekwondo martial art and a former uk champion so how did it enter my world well uh, as a child growing up in south london in the uk back in the uh, late 70s early 80s it's pretty rough and you know i had people chasing me to beat me up for being the wrong color in their eyes so i had that going on so to to survive i um i took up martial arts just and 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 funny enough Within a few short months, the bullying had stopped. Kids in the playground weren't beating me up anymore. I, I remember I had a couple of incidents, which are incidences I dealt with very quickly, and suddenly people left me alone. So I had this, I, I created, I had this confidence. But although I was a quiet child, I was kind of shy car, um, child as well. Um, and I was a small kid, so I was easy to be picked on. <laughs> mm. Interesting. And so 40 years now, and I do apologize, we probably took that off of an older bio from from you, but 40 years, Taekwondo, I actually trained with a guy who was at some level of black belt in Taekwondo, and I remember sparring with him one time. So I know if if we ever get together and, and you ask me to spar, I'm not going to do that uh, because I <laughs> he liked to break my arm. He almost broke my arm one day on accident, right? Because he, you know, you just get trained to do things. Now, he... I'm being a little facetious in that, but he it did hurt. And I'm like, yeah, uh, we're, we're not going to do this no more. You need to find another partner. But <laughs> when did you start as an entrepreneur? I started as an entrepreneur. It would have been uh, around 1999. It was I remember it was the dot-com 
Boomera, and um, I'd been up to then. I worked for three corporate companies uh, when I graduated, and I got to a point where I thought, "I'm not really happy here. I'm not satisfied." Actually, Daryl, the first company took me on as a graduate management trainee, and I trained with them. I stayed with them for seven years. I got various promotions, but I, I thought there'll be must there must be more to life than this. So I joined another company. I, I survived there for two years thinking that, oh, I'm not enjoying this. Uh, and so my last corporate company I worked with for one year. And after that, I remember, I thought, maybe it's not the companies, maybe it's me. And I decided that, look, maybe it's time to start your own thing. And I started a little computer uh, company. We did computer installations, became a one-stop um, place for internet, web design, e-commerce sites, this kind of stuff. And uh, that, that's how I started. I remember having uh, a disagreement. What really pushed me over was having a disagreement with my boss at the time, the regional manager. And we just didn't agree on something. And I thought, I'm not going to be putting up with this all the time. And the next day I came in and I just quit. <laughs> then I went on my own. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. I just uh, told the story of when I quit in 2000. And I quit with no notice. I didn't even, no two-week notice. Sounds like that was the same for you. Right, and right. I, I got to the point where I was like, yeah, th- enough is enough. This this is a wrap. And so that's so funny. We, we, we hadn't talked about this before. And so that's very interesting to me. What was one of the hardest things you had to overcome as a brand new entrepreneur all those days ago? Wow. The, the, the biggest thing was, for me, was going out there and finding clients. And uh, I remember as a brand new entrepreneur, I spent weeks and weeks getting my stationery right, my letterheads right, my complimentary slip right, getting all my stationery right. And at, t- at one point, my, 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 and, and then I would uh, go through various directories and I would put, send out some brochures and this kind of stuff. And no one was ringing, my, nobody was ringing my phone. I thought, where's the business? Yeah. And at one point, my wife said to me, Daryl, I thought you started your business. Where are the clients? What are you doing? You're at home all the time. And I thought, wow, she's right. She's right. And uh, I thought, I better go out and do something. So I started um, go attending business networking events, really. And, uh, and I think that's when I started meeting other entrepreneurs and, and getting introduced to uh, clients as well and finding more clients that way. Yeah, out of curiosity. So... Networking led to your early stage, but obviously you're in the business of helping people grow and scale. So when you meet a, an entrepreneur today or, or a CEO and executive today, I like to say that all great business coaches and growth experts, they have some plays in their playbook that they almost always go to, right? And I doubt that that's networking, at least in my world. It's hard to believe that that could be a scalable opportunity, at least right. in my opinion. Let's outline some of those top plays that you go to that you see most businesses are struggling with that you always seem to be going in that they're just they're just part of the recipe book yeah i I think the big thing for me what i learned on my journey over the last over two decades now is the ability to do joint ventures and collaborate with other people you know and when i learned that collaborating and intentionally creating strategic partnerships or alliances I'll give you an example. Nowadays, when I'm looking at just expanding or growing into a particular region, if I can, f- I find the right people who would who have my clients in that region already, 
or who have similar clients to us, people who have these, you know, the problems that I have a solution for, my company has a solution for. And they may put me on their stage, I'll present, uh, they may put me in their webinar or whatever. Back in those days, it was tele-seminars, if you remember those. And I'll, I'll give and add value to their to their organizations, to their to their audiences. And if they like what I'm saying, they come to me. So joint venture partnerships have been the biggest thing for me. I mean, obviously we do all the other marketing hacks and, and, and realize where our clients are. You know, we do stuff on Instagram and LinkedIn, as you know. But joint ventures is really, I mean, the last eight years alone, last eight, nine years doing joint ventures with strategic partners has generated over $25 million for myself and for my company and for my joint venture partners. Wow. That's incredible. So that's an interesting direction. And it's interesting because I can think back to when that was a core staple of my business back in the days I was in the mortgage industry. And I, you know, the word joint venture partner, uh, we called it referral partner back then. And the reason it was, was we were in the mortgage lending industry back then in 2000, 2001, 2002. And we were consumer direct, which we had our marketing and sales efforts to go directly to the consumer. But we also spent a lot of time cultivating and building relationships and trust with real estate companies and agents and brokers, as well as affiliate appraisal companies and title companies. So it very much, you know, my business back then was, it was 70, 30, 70% consumer, 30% uh, partners, but then eventually it turned over the other way. So right. definitely love the power of that. Let's, let's do something. Someone's working with you and, and they're uh, buying into this concept. Maybe they haven't done joint venture partners or partnerships or strategic partnerships yet. How do you advise them to get started with that direction? Yeah, excellent question. Excellent question. So the first, the starting point is this. And I asked them, the best thing is to do is identify, well, clearly from a marketing perspective, we all know this. Who are your ideal clients? What problems do they have and they're trying to overcome? So once you know who your ideal clients are, then ask yourself, who is already selling and making offers to my ideal client? And so you might, let's say you are a yoga instructor, right? And looking for more people to come to your yoga classes. All right, who is already selling to your ideal clients? Who's your ideal client? Um, maybe stressed out business executives in a city need to relax and before they go home. Okay, great. So who's selling to them? Well, uh, gyms. Gyms are selling them memberships, right? Could you do a strategic partnership with the, the gym or the, the health club? And by doing that, it's an easier sell because now they are coming to you because it's been referred uh, and, and vice versa. Vice versa, that, bi that business executive may also need to tone up and want to um, keep their body in shape as well as relax and meditate. And so I always, so the first start, the starting point is identify who the ideal client, uh, who the ideal joint venture partner is for you. And generally it's, it's going to be people who already have your ideal clients. Yeah, it's great. How do you approach that joint venture partner without sounding needy? Because you and I both know that collaboration is mutually beneficial on both sides, but because there's a lot of noise today and there's a lot of a lot of things in people's inboxes, how do you recommend that initial dialogue or interaction or outreach goes whereby you can bring something to their audience? And how do you open that door to collaboration, whether it's verbal or whether it's through a digital means? Let me go down the digital route because nowadays we have you know, we, there's so much social media, there's so many social media channels, 
you can find relatively find people. So what I what I recommend is once you've identified who who it is who has your ideal clients, it could be a company, it could be a person, ideally a person. Start to respond to their posts. No, like their post, follow them, subscribe to their channels. So if I if I wanted to do something with Daryl, Daryl Evans, okay, great. Daryl Daryl has my ideal clients, great. So where does Daryl hang out? Well, Daryl hangs out. Let me find out. He's on LinkedIn, great. Okay, he's on he's on Instagram. Oh, great. So let me just um, positively stalk Daryl, and I'm gonna like right. his, I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna make comments. I'm gonna do that for several weeks and months if need be. So much so that. When, it, when I feel the moment is right, and Daryl's probably responding to my DMs now, he's not ignoring me because I'm popping up everywhere. I, I may then just say, hey, Daryl, I have some, I, I love your work. Uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, I have this thing that I want to discuss with you, whatever this thing is, and, and, and phrase it in the right way so they know that it's, uh, it's, it's for mutual benefit. But more so, you want to, I want to serve Daryl more than I want to get, all right? Um, I have something yeah. that I want to discuss with you. I think it's going to really help what you're doing. Do you have 10 minutes, 15 minutes? We can jump onto a Zoom call. Uh, and so that's the way, that's the approach I would use. Back in the day, I would go to the exhibitions, the seminars that these speakers are speaking. I'll sit in the front row. I'll buy a ticket. I will talk to them at a the break time. I, I, I will be there because I want to build that relationship. Hmm. Mac, oh, that's so good. You know, if I summarize what you said, first of all, you're spending time on social media, finding out who they are, what they're doing, getting interested in them, right? Be interested in what they're doing. Engage with them from a distance, like just make yourself visible, but do it in a non, you know, salesy way, indirect, right? And then again, back in the day, buying tickets to events, going sit in the front seat, asking questions, just becoming visible. What, what I heard you say in summary is, make an investment in the relationship. Absolutely. That's what I heard you say. Yeah. And so people like to shortcut the process, right? It sounds good. Joint venture sounds fantastic. Collaboration sounds fantastic. But so many people skip the investment part. You know, so just mm -hmm. because you may not be paying for the lead by per se with an ad or, you know, with SEO or some of the other paid tactics, but in a way you are like you bought a ticket to someone's community yeah. and you went and engaged in the community. So I love that. I love that. And I know there's so many other, ways, even the way we're working together right now, collaborating through just this uh, mechanism called a podcast. Absolutely. Um, I think of it today as one of the most in incredible ways. That's how you and I first got connected. Yeah. Um, you allowed me to spend time on your show and you interviewed me and, and allowed me to share some of my thoughts and experiences with your audience. And, and now here we are, likewise, with the opportunity here. You know, I oftentimes get this question and I'd love to hear your thought on it. Daryl, why do you interview other business growth experts when you're a business growth expert? What do you say to that answer? Because you interviewed me first, and now I'm interviewing you, yet we yeah, do similar is. things in business growth, right? What's your thoughts? We live in a world where you can be full of ego if you so choose, but I'm one of those who come with an open cup. You know, I want to know how Daryl is doing what he's doing. How's he, how's he making change and helping businesses grow? What are his mechanics? What are the dy dynamics he's using? And you could have 100 business growth coaches, business coaches in the room, and they'll all have a different element of how they do what they do. And I think we can learn all learn from each right. other. And, and the way I look at it as well, right. Daryl, is that my audience are getting what they are getting from me. But because I care so much about my people, 
I want them to hear from Daryl because if there's something Daryl says or something Daryl has that will take him forward even faster, guess what? Now they trust me even more. That's right. That's right. So I'm going to That's serve right. my audience. I'm there to serve my clients. So I want yeah. to give them whatever yeah. tools, strategies, mechanics I have or other people or influences that I know can help them. I love that. You said it at the very beginning, right? Ego, right? If you have ego, then you can't. I think one of the best things you can do, and I played in the world of sports growing up, you're in martial arts. I'm sure many years over the last 40 years, you've acknowledged a competitor who brought their A game to oh, the yeah. mat, to the, to, right? To me, expertise recognizes expertise, mm-hmm. period. It yeah. doesn't make it. It's not about who's better, who's not better. And I believe every one of us have a unique gift in our journey. No, my journey doesn't look like your journey. Your journey doesn't look like my journey. Although business runs the same eight plays in the yeah. grand scheme, right? They all run this it, business is business. It, it all runs the same eight plays, right. but no one has all the answers to everything. And so I love that. Mac, I want to transition to where we are right now in 2023 at the time of recording. You know, I want to get your perspective from the UK and, and the European world that you've been uh, touching. What's happening right now economically with your customers as the quote unquote recession inflationary times are setting in? What are you seeing and what's your opinion about the current state of the market right now? Yeah, thank, great question. What we're seeing here in the UK, and, and if you watch a lot of news media, which I don't, but anytime I, I do um, see what's going on, it's very much they are telling them there is a cost of living crisis. And yes, the, you know, there certainly is. People are tightening up in terms of what, how they spend their money now. I think people are being very, very careful what they invest their time and money into. And so what we're finding is people are being more more cautious. There is an element of fear or uncertainty of what's coming up. And my directive to our audience and our clients is this. Stay, grow yourself. Because what I say is that, and I learned this from my my teacher, T.R. Becker, he says, "Your, your business, your wealth, can only grow to the extent that you grow. So the economy will do what the economy does. But if you're ill-prepared for those changes, guess what? Then you are going to stay where you are. You're going to go down. So we hear so much about um, uh, chat GPT and AI technology and all this. Yes, that's going to bring some changes. But if you don't adopt the technology and see how you can utilize it, then yeah, you you will like when they when the the type when the what do they call it? You know the typewriter. Then we had the word processor, right? If you didn't know, if you didn't learn how to use the word processor, nobody's using typewriters now because the word your your boss is saying you can't t- you can't create these documents as fast as. So we utilize it. So what I say to people is just learn and grow and be prepared, regardless of what the economy is doing. I love that. I love that. Yeah. T. Harv Eker, uh, I haven't been in his programs, but I've certainly read his book, uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And I, I love what you said, like your your business, your wealth, your success will never outgrow your current mindset, your current state of being. So it's constantly evolving yourself so you can grow into that. And I love what you said about ChatGPT. It's not, it's the number one question I'm getting asked in the last several weeks. And uh, which is really interesting because like I just started playing with it in late December. So I'm only a couple of months into it. But the thing I said is, yeah, there'll be some jobs that'll be replaced, but the ATM did that. Self-service checkout lanes at the grocery store did that. 
self-service gas stations, put the full service guy out of it. So the question is, and you said it so perfectly, adopt and change. The typewriter and the word processor are absolutely fantastic, right? No one's carrying a flip phone today, right? right? So, So listen, I love the way you put that, right? So it's adopt and change. Hey, if you're an entrepreneur looking for help to market, grow, and scale your business, but would rather do it a simpler way than maybe all of the things you've been doing up till now, I'd like to invite you to something special, something new and exciting for 2023. And the best part is it's free. I want to invite you to join a community of fellow entrepreneurs on the strategy call. It's my brand new segment of the show, but it's private and exclusive for members of the MindShift community only. Every week, I'll be taking your questions and sharing answers from over a decade of experience of helping companies grow to the tune of 300 plus million dollars. You will be able to join us live in a recorded Zoom session every week. You'll be able to get behind the scenes insights, hear from others with similar questions, and get concise, valuable, strategic advice and answers from me all for free. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your business to the next level. And I know it sounds cliche, but I guarantee you this will be one of the best investments of your week. Visit thestrategycall.com to join our next call. That's thestrategycall.com. I want to spend some time. First of all, I want to ask you, the name of your company is Mind Space Coaching. And I want to ask you, what's the origin of the name? What does it mean? And why mind space? Many years ago, before I became a a coach and trainer, as I told you, my very first company, I started that. And within a few short years, although I had an MBA, after a few short years, I was suffering in business. My business wasn't going right. Uh, I was failing. I found myself in over 100, 100, 100 grand in debt, struggling. And... It was one evening I had this break, breakdown and I, I realized that there's something I don't know, certainly. Why was my business struggling? Why was I struggling? And I realized one evening that there's something I don't know. So I, I went out and studied. I started reading books and going to seminars and workshops, studying how successful people do it. And the common denominator was them in terms of their attitude, their beliefs. And their beliefs obviously comes from their mind. So everything I realized starts from the way I think, what I believe, mm. how I approach things. And so when I launched my training and coaching company, it's what is it you are allowing into the space of your mind? Is it helping you grow? Is it taking you down? Who are you associating with? What are, what are you allowing to feed into your mind? And as I said, I don't watch much news media. I don't buy newspapers. And I don't watch much of the TV net news because all those things affect Affect whether you like it or not, affect your performance. It affects your outlook. It affects the way you approach things. And if you have a fear mindset because of what the news is telling you about the economy, it's going to affect the way you approach things moving forward. So my company became Mind Space. So if you're working with us, we're helping you to fill up your space in your mind with the right things to help you to grow your business. I love it. I love it. Mac, we, 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 <laughs> I think we've done business about uh, this entrepreneurial journey around the same period of time. Yeah. You were in, in martial arts. I, I grew up in sports. 
we both have the word mind in our in our company names for a reason. Mm. I think it's so synonymous. It's so synonymous with the intention, right? The yeah. the tactics don't matter. The strategies don't matter if you don't got this up here straight. Definitely. And Definitely. you never have it straight forever. You always have to keep working on it, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You've got to keep keep it refreshed, keep it just like a, a car that needs to drive a thousand kilometers, it's going to run out of fuel at some point. And if you're trying to grow your business to a certain level, you've got to keep replenishing yourself. And that replenishment means, okay, what is, what is out of date? How am I thinking? Is it going to help? So constantly replenishing your mind. How do you stay fresh? Excellent. The way I stay fresh is, I think the number one thing is my health. That's the number one thing, my health. I, I commit to training, working out, eating um, the right way, because without my health, there's not a lot I can do. So with, from my health, then I'm very careful of what I, yeah, we're talking about consumption in terms of food. Also, what I'm, what I'm reading, what I'm seeing, who I'm associating with, uh, several coaches who coach me in specific areas of my life and my business, that keeps me uh, fresh. And, and, and all, often it's who, I'm, who am I associating with? Because anytime I find myself in a room full of Daryl Evans, wow, mind-blowing. The things that come out their mouth and maybe things I haven't considered yet, but maybe things I need to look at. And just, you know, I wrote a book many years ago called The Power of Masterminding. And I deeply believe in the power of masterminding. And if you don't know what that is, you know, um, Napoleon Hill wrote a book many years ago, a lot of people know, lots of entrepreneurs know, called Think and Grow Rich. And in that chapter, it talks about the power of masterminding. And when two or more people get together in a spirit of harmony and collaboration, there, it, well, there is magic. And so I, yes. how I stay fresh is connecting with others and associating with others as well. I love it. I love it. Let me ask you about your books. You've got four books that you've published. You just talked about one of them. Tell us about the other three. Yeah, so the first one, The Power of Masterminding, was published in 2006. In 2010, I published one called The Inspired Warrior's Code. And, and people kept asking me before I published it, how, do you, how did you create your life like this? You, you're happily married, you have this business. And so I, I, it's a success book, it's a personal development success book. You know, these are based on universal principles on how to live and how to do things. And also elements of, no doubt, martial arts practice in terms of persistence and everything else in there. And in 2016, I published a book called Face It and Fix It, uh, which is really how to turn around your struggling small business. And reason why I published that, because at the time when I was struggling in business, I fixed it, turned that around. And I did a lot of research, Daryl, in terms of why business, small businesses fail. And I found and established that there are 42 reasons why any small business fails. And I published that as a PDF guide or ebook years ago. It, it became very popular. I thought, well, turn this into a book already. So I added more flesh to it, talked about why they failed. I talked to, gave them case studies of businesses failing and then turning around. And then I gave them specific strategies in the book on how to not fail in these arenas. And my last book is called The Millionaire Moment, which talks about my rags to riches, if you like, how I came from 100 grand in debt to becoming a multi-millionaire. What happened? What did I do? Uh, how did that come about? And it's very much based on the science of the mind. And this is perfect, right? Mindshift podcast. 
how our mind shapes our financial destiny. That's what that book's about. Wow. I love it, man. Congratulations, man. Writing one book is difficult enough. And to put out four of them over a decade, uh, congratulations. That's uh, fantastic. Those books are all available on Amazon. We'll uh, link those up in the show notes, uh, full show notes over at uh, the website. So I want to talk about how you work with clients, how you work with your clients and really the the magic sauce that you bring when you're collaborating, when you're uh, coaching your clients. I noticed in our background research that you have a 12-week program where you work to help them really build a, a customer acquisition, client acquisition system. Can you walk us through sort of the high level of the program, who it's right for, the problem that it solves? Obviously, it sounds like it, it's in the name of it, like a customer acquisition, client acquisition system. But uh, tell everyone how you work with your clients with your program. Yeah. So we have a group coaching program called the Client Attraction System. And what we found after, after I've worked with so many thousands of business owners is often the struggle is around, early on, is around finding new clients, paying clients, growing sales, improving cash flow. So that 12-week program is all about how to create a situation where you have this unlimited number of clients come in. And it's a, based, a lot of it is based around creating joint venture partnerships, which I talked about earlier on. And so... We go through step-by-step step over 12 weeks and they can ask questions, um, Q&A. There's an online program. They, they can study in their own time, various modules, various lessons. And then once a okay. week, Q&A, once a week, mentoring. But essentially, if I give you the three parts, the three parts are, what is your story? Why did you start this business? Why is it so important? And you and I know, Daryl, that any business that leads with a, a, a story that often is emotional, people will buy into that more than your competitors who are just selling you the stuff. So we get them to create the story. Why did you start this business? And, and often there's an emotion behind it. And tell that story. Tell it in your social media. Tell it in your lives. Tell it on your website. Why you created this and what difference does it make to the people you're serving? The other thing is then we help them to create a powerful marketing strategy. Again, Who's your ideal client? Where do they hang out? What problems do they have? So we go through helping them to get clear on that and, and speak their language so that they are attracted to you. When in the, in the process of creating awareness where no one knows you, how do you attract them? So we go through creating a, a very uh, strong marketing strategy with them. The third area, the third area is you could have these leads coming in. However, if you can't close, if you can't sell, Guess what? Nothing happens. So we teach a lot of our clients are consultants, they're coaches, they small business, they're entrepreneurs who actually speak to other people. They're not really relying on a product to sell on the internet. That's totally different. But the kind of people we work with are people who have to speak to other human beings from a consultative, consultative um, point of view. And so we go through our, our sales process and teach them our, what we call our authentic sales process so they can close more sales and make more money. And once they realize actually sales is fun, a lot of, after they've been through a lot of our clients, they actually, I didn't like sales, but sales is fun. And, and they just utilize that. Part of our system is, is, is what helps these client, clients grow anywhere from between 20% and 200% in just in less than a year often, because they're, 
we show them things that they're not doing. And when they start implementing it, and plus we get them to track all their numbers every day. Why are we asking them to yes. track the numbers every day? There's nowhere to run then. Oh, this, what didn't work? Let's look at the numbers. <laughs> Right, right. It's amazing, Mac. I'm sure you've seen this over 20 years. My business isn't working. My marketing isn't working. My sales people aren't working. And then you get in there and say, well, show me the numbers. And they're yeah. like, they're looking at you with this blank space. Like, what numbers are you talking about? I just know yeah, it's not exactly. working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because, you know, you're in martial arts and uh, I've never spent any time in, in that practice or that skill, but you get points based on certain strikes. Uh -huh. It's not just yep. about, you know, not knocking the person out with one blow, right? There's Absolutely. you, you can win the, you win the match by scoring more points. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. That's how it works. Right. In, in, in all sports, there's a scoreboard for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your yeah. dashboard in your car. Yeah. Your dashboard in the car is there for a reason. Like imagine you drive your car with no dashboard and you don't know if you got enough gas to use the example that you used earlier. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely, definitely. It, it sounds boring, but it's so rudimentary. We start, we have to start there and say, listen, we haven't been tracking nothing, right? Mm. We haven't been tracking or we haven't been tracking the right things. Yeah. I want to, I want to ask you about one of the most difficult, challenging, adverse moments in your business journey as an entrepreneur. What was it and how did you overcome it? Great, great question. Thank you. Uh, the lowest point for me as an entrepreneur was, you know, several years after starting my first business, what happened was I had two business partners. After a short while, they came and joined. And um, one said they go to take care of the sales and marketing. They're going to run the sales and marketing. I thought, great. That means I can just run the opera, you know, I can oversee everything. And then the other guy, and they knew each other. And the other gentleman was an expert in computer networking, which was great because when I first started, I was selling to clients. I was selling them internet website. We'll create you design your site. So we'll do your e-commerce thing. So when this gentleman came on, we then started offering, you know, in those days I'll go into an office and I'll sell something. And anytime I visited a client, they go, oh, we've got this problem with this computer or this is not working. Can you have a look at it? And so I'll, I'll just help them out. But then when this gentleman came on, we offered full, fully blown computer networking, cabling, all this kind of stuff. Well, cut a long story short, one, one of them, the sales marketing guy, after a couple of years said, I don't want to do this anymore and um, uh, I'm going to do something else. So he, he goes. And then the second guy disappears. And when I say disappears, I'm phoning him, he's not answering. I go to his house, he's not answering the door. He's a, I, I ask friends who know him and me, have you, and they said, have you seen, I've said, have you seen him? said he's around, but I knew, I, I realized he was avoiding me. But what transpired when I went through the numbers and went through creditors started um, chasing us. And now I'm finding, I found myself over a hundred grand in debt. In other words, money that I've had to borrow to pay these credit cards, you know, I had to borrow credit cards, loans to pay these creditors off. Now I'm working 18 hours a day, 19 hours a day sometimes, not seeing my young family, newly married. Uh, my wife is pregnant with our second child. And I, I just had this breakdown one evening uh, in my car driving home. I stopped off at this, um, you call it a car lot. We call it a car park. And I, I just had this breakdown. And that's when I realized there's things I don't know. Um, and my mind has to change if I want to understand. If I want to create success in my life and in my business. 
So that was my lowest point. And that was a struggle. And, and I went and learned from other trainers and coaches. And within two years, I turned that business around. I fixed it and I sold it, uh, that business. So that was my lowest point. It was a big lesson for me. Wow. Congratulations for, I mean, not only just getting into that moment, but staying tenacious enough, which obviously is in your mm. background and, and, and looking for those, uh, those, uh, those solutions. You know, I often say that when life hits us and it hits us in different ways, it hits us. And by the way, as an entrepreneur, it's going to hit you regularly. Some are going to be higher than highs and some of your lows are going to be lower than lows. But the reality is when you are in charge, you're the CEO founder, you're going to be dealing with adverse circumstances. And a lot of times I say it's okay to feel the feeling when it's, when it shows mm. up, but just don't stay there too long. Right. Like sure. sit in the seat of it, acknowledge it. Right. Yeah. And then come up with a new solution or, or start looking for some help. So congratulations. Uh, you have a, a tremendous amount of experience. If your ideal customer is listening right now and they are not able to get a good night's sleep right now, what is keeping them up that would make them say that I would invite them to contact you right now if, if they're having that problem in their, in their business? Wow, what a great question, Daryl. Man, that's a great question. I think the, the, um, what's keeping them up? What's keeping them up is cash flow issues. So worried about paying the bills at the end of the month, worried that they won't be able to pay themselves enough to pay their mortgage or their rent this month. So if that, those kind of things of financial issues are keeping you up, well, through your business, we can help. Help you fix that help you make more money, help you cover cash flow and sleep well at night and have the ability to spend time with your loved ones and the people who are waiting to spend more time with you. Awesome. And if they are listening right now, where can they connect with you? Probably the fastest way is go to my website, macattram.com. That's my first, my M-A-C-A-T-T-R-A-M.com. And on there, there is a free business quiz that will tell you the area of your business that you may be struggling in right now that you need to focus on fixing. It's a free quiz. And then reach out to me, contact us and say, hey, look, um, I need this help or I need that help. That's the fastest way uh, to get hold of me. Awesome. And you have a podcast as well. Share with them yeah. uh, where they can find your podcast. The Business Success Show, the Business Success Show, which you have been on, Daryl, you added so much value, I would say. That was really awesome. So the Business Success Show, it is on YouTube. And it's all on all the major podcast channels, including Spotify, iTunes. Um, yeah, all, all, all of them, Podbean. So yeah, check it out. Amazing. Right where you're listening right now to the Mind Shift podcast, I would encourage you to check out the Business Success Show with Mac at Tram. Mac, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you today. I have one final question as I ask all of my guests, and that is, if for whatever reason today happened to be the last day you could serve on this planet, what would you want everyone to remember you for? Oh, you do ask some great questions. Um, thank you, Daryl. Wow. You, you know, Daryl, I'll, I'll answer it this way, that when I turned my business around and I started creating financial success in my life, I wrote down what my life's mission is. And my life mission became very clear. And it's been the same since 2005, to inspire, educate, and empower people to live a life of joy, courage, passion, and purpose. And the hands on my heart since 2005, I've been living in that regard. And so when Daryl says, hey, Matt, can you jump on the podcast? 
Does it allow me to inspire, educate, and empower? If it does, yes, I'm going to do it. There's lots of opportunities that I get every day that I say no to because it doesn't allow me to live my mission. When I'm writing a book, it allows me to, when I go to, when I was a journey, Germany just a few days ago, allows me to live my mission. If, I, if I'm helping my children to overcome some challenges they have, allows me to live my mission. When I'm trained, I've trained hundreds of thousands of people in over 50 countries now, not 30. So Mac lived his mission. He, he inspired, he educated and empowered. That is my mission. And, and, and that would be the answer, I think. So good. So good, man. I knew that was coming. Listen, Mac, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day. I know you've got uh, another engagement right after we close the audio uh, studio here. We are going to put your links, your books, all of that in the show notes. Again, everyone listening to the Mindshare podcast, you've been listening to Mac Atram, founder of Mind Space Coaching. He's the author of four books. We're going to link those up in the show notes. Mac, I got to thank you, my friend. Hope we stay connected in the future. Thank you so much for being here on the Mindshare podcast. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, Daryl. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your awesome questions. All right, listening audience, if you have enjoyed today's episode and we have never had a chance to meet, I'm Daryl Evans. I'm the founder and CEO of MindShift Coaching, the CEO of Yokel Local. And if there's anything we can do to help you, be sure to leave us a comment wherever you're listening to this, to this show. Be sure to follow, hit subscribe. And if this was inspiring to someone that you think could benefit from it, be sure to hit the share button and make sure they take a listen. We'll see you again on another episode of the MindShift Podcast. Take care. Hey, my friend, thanks again for listening to today's episode of the MindShift Podcast. Listen, let's not have the conversation end here. Connect with me on social at Mr. Daryl Evans on almost all the platforms with the exception of Facebook. My Facebook fan page is at Daryl Evans fan. Until next week, remember, you're just one shift away from the breakthrough you're looking for.